I just love the fact that every single line we in that song, the lost coming home and our faith is, it's every single line of it is true. Why? Because of the name that we've sang about all morning, because of the name of Jesus. You know, Jesus is the greatest phenomenon that's ever been, ever will be. And as we've sang this morning, he's the name that's above every name. And our prayer this morning is that if you don't know him, that you'll leave today knowing him in a way that's not just a name that we sing about or a person in history, but you'll know him as your personal savior. Like Bill did, I love baptismal services too. It's so exciting this morning because it's the first one we've had for a little while because of COVID and it's just great. And you've heard from Bill this morning, which makes my life so much easier because you'll leave encouraged regardless of anything that I say. This morning, it's always great when that happens, but I just want to say also to those online and in person, Happy New Year. Sadly, uh, I missed shirts last week because I was isolating with COVID, so I just want to say Happy New Year to everyone. It's great to see you. It's good to be back. It's great to be able to sing and be amongst God's people once again. And as I said, Heather and I, we both tested positive for COVID, which meant we had to stay in the house for 10 very long days, to be honest. It was not so much a Happy New Year as much of a what, like, I mean, we, I mean, there's things we tried for the first time. We, we got our shopping delivered for the first time. Never done that before. Never doing that again either. But um, it was a, that was an interesting experience. It was quite fun. I don't think it was quite as bad as what it was at the start of the pandemic when everyone was trying to get their shopping delivered and there was like no slots. Anyway, but for Christmas, I got Heather because um, my wife is amazing and she's far more creative and spectacular than I will ever be. But I got her a painting kit. Now, my wife is not a painter, but I just thought it's something different. She's very creative and maybe she'll enjoy it. So with COVID and because we were at home, she was able to use it and she painted this picture. Now, if you can't see it, I'll try and move out the way. She painted this picture. Now, I think it's amazing. So she showed me this picture. So please, my wife at the back. Oh, my, hold it up. She's telling me to hold it up. So this is what she painted. She's telling me to show it up so that I can... Show us to those watching online. So it's amazing. Now, my reaction when I saw it was, that's incredible. Like, I was over the top. I'm, clearly, I'm breaking it. But I was like, that was amazing. I don't, and she was like, really? Do you actually? And I was like, I'm being deadly serious. Clearly, my wife doesn't think I say nice things to her. And I thought, that's amazing here. That is just, like, better than I expected, to be honest. I thought she would use it for a bit of fun. I was like, you could sell that. Not that we're actually selling it, but I just thought it was that good. Now, I'm not claiming to be an art person, I'll be honest. Art, I just don't get it. Some things that are masterpieces, I think, what even? What? <laughs> like, I'm sure Da Vinci's Mona Lisa is great, but it's just a painting of a, like, I don't get it. I don't think it's better than that, but that's why I'm not an art critic at all. But I was thinking about... And the reality is, if I was to try and paint a picture, it would be a complete and utter disaster. But Heather painted this incredible picture. Why? Because she's much more of a painter than I am. I was thinking about it as we were isolating, and I knew I was preaching today, and I, I thought, you know, this picture can so often represent what our life could look like. You see, there's three aspects of this painting that I want to talk about. The first one is the actual painting itself. But you don't get a painting itself if you don't have two things. You need a painter and you need a paintbrush. Or you need more than one, but you need the utensils that are required to actually paint the picture. 
And you see, the Bible talks in Ephesians 2, chapter 10. It describes you and I as God's masterpiece. We are designed as by God for his glory. We've sang it this morning about the glory of God. And so to get this beautiful picture, you first of all need a painter who is able to paint a masterpiece. Now, I hate to break it to you this morning, but you didn't create the masterpiece that is you. Because the Bible tells me, and we know that the Bible is true, that it's God's masterpiece. So therefore, if we want to create a beautiful masterpiece of our life, then we have to allow God to do the painting and not you. Now, the thing about God is he doesn't take control of your life. He's not going to force you to do anything. He never, He actually gives us free will. But you see, this painting or this canvas is what our life could look like. Now, because Hera's creative, in this scenario, she's God, she could paint that. And if I tried to paint it, I'd make a mess. But the second thing we need to recognize is the actual paintbrush, the actual mechanisms that we need to actually be used to create the picture. The Bible talks about, in Jeremiah 18 and also Isaiah 64, 8, it describes God as the potter and we are like jars of clay in his hands. There's an incredible story and just about artists and people and masterpieces and it's David's Mike, or Michelangelo's David. I was going to say David's Michelangelo, but that's totally the wrong way around. And if you don't know the story about it, they didn't ask him initially to create this statue of David, this sculpture of David. They asked someone else and they tried to make it out of whatever it's made of and they made an absolute mess. Like it was rubbish. They failed miserably. And so they then come to Michelangelo as their second choice and he creates this statue that I've never seen. I don't even think I've ever seen a picture of it, but it's this revered piece of art throughout history. It's incredible and everyone should go and see it apparently. I probably wouldn't appreciate it. But if you go to the statue that he's created, there's next to it, there's this little clump of whatever. And he left it there as a symbol of, a symbol of well, this is my masterpiece, and this is what the other guy created. It was his ego that was saying, hey, look, you should have came to me the first time. Because he wanted everyone to know that, that I'm greater than everyone else. Now, God is not arrogant like Michelangelo. But if we were to compare what my life could look like if I let God build it compared to what I would build, then it would look so much different. And what I really want to get across this morning is, and Bill touched on it earlier, is that the mechanism that God uses in our lives to build a masterpiece is a mechanism called obedience. You see, if we are the if we are the painter, then we'll just do whatever we want. We'll do whatever we want to make our lives look like. We'll use our insecurities or our biases. We'll try and use our skills and our gifts to create this beautiful masterpiece that actually will look nothing like what God designed for us to do. Paul writes in Ephesians as well. He talks about how God prepared in advance good works that we might walk in them. It doesn't say he would force us to, but the reality is he prepared things for us to do in advance, but we have to let him guide us. You see, the painter cannot paint without the brush. It just doesn't work. You could try finger painting, and I'm sure it would be great, but it certainly wouldn't look anything like a masterpiece. I hate to break it to you. I'm sorry if you're a finger painter. 
I'm sure you are great. But the reality is most of the art pieces that sell for millions don't get painted by people's fingers. They're painted using the brush. And God wants to use our obedience for his glory to reveal this beautiful masterpiece that our life could possibly be. You see, the thing about paintings is that every single painting is unique, just like you and me. You are God's masterpiece, and so am I. And obedience is the mechanism God wants to use. So whenever we make decisions and we allow him to shape our life and we use the Bible to guide us, when we choose to honor, when we choose to love, when we choose to forgive, then it can start to paint this beautiful picture that is revealing God's glory and points people to Jesus. You see, when we allow him to paint the masterpiece and the picture, then all people will see is Jesus. Because Jesus will invade every aspect of our life and it's all about Jesus. Today, Bill is being baptized and you'll have heard him say he wants to be obedient to his Savior. Why? Because Jesus has changed his life. He was lost and now he's found because of Jesus. We might have, you might have been broken, but now you're made whole. Why? Because of Jesus. The Bible, when we read it, all of it is pointing to Jesus. Every single aspect of our life, when we allow God's word to guide us, can point towards Jesus. You see, God honors obedience and uses it for a masterpiece. And when we don't obey him, when we try and take things into our own hand and paint our own picture, we always end up in a mess. If you don't believe me, that's absolutely fine. Because if you read the story of a guy called Saul, there's one in the New Testament who became Paul, but there's one in the Old Testament called King Saul. Now, King Saul is this incredible character because he was the first ever king of Israel. Out of all the kings that Israel have ever had since, he was number one. And, Paul, and Saul started as a man who honored God. He allowed God to paint his picture at the start of his life. He was handsome, he was gifted, he was a great leader, he was actually a good king to begin with. But over time, Saul slowly started to try and paint his own picture. He tried to make it all about himself. He tried to make it all about his power and his wealth and his name. He tried to make it all about himself. And eventually it gets to the point in 1 Samuel chapter 15, where Saul at this time wants to give a sacrifice to God. And at the time, God's plan was Samuel, who's the prophet, is the only one who can give the sacrifice. And Saul could have waited, and he waited for a little while, but eventually he thought, enough is enough. I'm going to be the one who offers this sacrifice. And sure enough, what happens is Samuel shows up and says, Saul, what did you do? And Saul says, oh, but I've done the right thing, but he didn't do the right thing. He took control of his own life. And Samuel says one of the most poignant verses in the entire Bible, and he says, Saul, you haven't understood it, but obedience is better than sacrifice. You see, if you flash forward to the New Testament with Jesus, there's always enough grace to cover every time we mess up. That is not the heart of what I'm trying to say. Because Jesus will always forgive and he will always show more grace. But grace isn't just about forgiveness, but grace is about empowering us to live a life that makes a decision to obey God. So that the next time, when I mess up, 
I can come to God and say, do you know what, God? I'm really sorry that I messed up. I'm sorry that I've tried to paint my own picture, but God, can you help me to next time not do that, to make a better decision? Can you help me to live this life of obedience? And sadly for Saul, his time was up, and what happened was this was God's last straw with Saul. He, he was just like, Saul, do you know what? You've just went down, the, you've painted this picture for yourself, and it's just a mess. But the reality is that God raised up another king called King David who had a great name. And he was a man after God's own heart and he was a better king than Saul was. Why? Because though he made mistakes and he failed, he allowed God to paint the picture. And the Bible talks in the New Testament about David that says he served his purpose and his generation and he went to sleep. Why? Because David allowed God to paint the masterpiece of his life. God was, David allowed God to guide him and he wrote so many psalms of encouragement of this journey he went on where he was like, God, I'm putting you first. I'm trusting you, God, even when I can't see a way. God, I'm believing that you're my healer. I'm believing that you're going to provide. And you know what? God did. And there's a reason why David is more honored than just about any king in Israel history. And the reality is because of Jesus, we can live that way. You know, obedience isn't a bad word. It's not a scary word. Actually, obedience is empowering. Because when we live in obedience, we know that actually God will work for us. And I don't know about you, but I would love for my life at the end of it, and I'm praying it's a long way away, but I would love for the end of my life to look like this picture here. Not so much specifically like that but I would love for my picture to be this masterpiece where people can look at it and just see God all the way through it and at the end of it they will look at my life and they will give God all of the glory and even more than that but they will know Jesus that my life will be this beacon this picture that just cries out Jesus in order that people coming after me people who are generations to come can look at our lives And just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I believe that God wants to paint a beautiful picture of your life. I believe that he wants to be the painter, not you. He's the one who creates the masterpiece. He wants to use our obedience and our submission to him. When we surrender, it's not a frightening thing, but it's an empowering thing. Why? Because at the end of it, our lives can look like this amazing picture which reveals him for his glory. And all across our nation, all across our communities, we can be people who just point people to Jesus. I just want to pray this morning for us. And then there's one thing I want to do before we sing and we baptize Bill. I did say it would be a short message this morning with the baptismal service, but I really just want to pray for each person in here and everyone watching online that we will just make this decision to just allow God to paint the picture of our life. He won't force it, but just to allow him to open our eyes to ways that we can submit to him and be in obedience with him for his glory. I just want to pray for us. Father God, I thank you that you are the painter, you are the sculptor. Father God, I thank you that you see us as your masterpiece. That's what you call us. And Father God, I pray for everyone listening to this, whether online or in here, Father God, I pray that 
we will recognize, not with an arrogance, but with a, a confidence and a boldness that comes from knowing who we are in you, that we are a masterpiece in your eyes. God, I pray that we will each day make a decision to honor you, to obey you, and to submit to what you call us into. That we'll study your word, and as your word says, that your word will be a lamp unto our feet. That in the, just as the proverb says, God, that we will acknowledge you in all of our ways, and you will direct our paths in order that our lives can reveal your glory and your son's precious name, in order that those who don't know you can see our lives and come to know you. I ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now I just want to do one thing quickly, just as Gary and Alison come up, because we're going to sing and we're going to worship again as Bill gets ready. But I just want to simply ask a question. That if you don't know Jesus in here, that you don't know him, you just know him as a name or a historical figure, but just like Bill said, the prayer that when he, Bill just put it so beautifully and delicately, where he just says, please don't leave here without knowing Jesus. I just want to invite you to say a prayer with me, whether you're watching online or in the person, I'm going to invite everyone to say it. It's just a really simple prayer. If you don't know Jesus, I beg you to pray this prayer because it will change your life. Your life can have purpose and meaning and your eternity can be secured. Why? Because of what Jesus done and who he is. So I just want to invite everyone to say this after me and then we're going to sing. But it's just quite simple. It just goes, Jesus, I give my life to you. Thank you for saving me. I surrender. Help me to be a masterpiece for your glory. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that for the first time or you just prayed it for the millionth time but you just wanted to give your life to Jesus, please don't leave here without talking to myself or Pastor Jim or someone that you came with because we would love to chat with you and pray for you. If you're watching online, you can post in the comments or there is a link online which you can click which says next steps, but we're going to worship and give God the glory and then we're going to baptize Bill this morning.